Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all the events from June 30th, 2020. And we are going to get started with the British royal family. Today, Queen Elizabeth um, had a telephone call with the President of the United States, Donald Trump. Um, apparently this was on for to acknowledge the occasion of July 4th, um, which, okay, um, but this is a, a series of uh, telephone calls she's had with other um, Prime Ministers and Presidents, um, so it's not too surprising, but um, weird that they decided to make it about the 4th of July, aka the day America declared its independence from Great Britain. But, okay, whatever. Um, and then also today, the Prince of Wales sent a video message to the Commonwealth Jewish Council for a conference that they are holding. Um, his message was focused on all religions, which going by the name Commonwealth Jewish Council, I was surprised that it wasn't focused on Judaism exclusively, but that might have been the point of the conference. I don't know. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of information about this. The Commonwealth Jewish Council could really do a better social media job, but couldn't we all? Um, so I watched the video and he spoke about uh, COVID and how religious communities have come together to um, assist in whatever way they can in this challenging, challenging time. So Charles was talking about how religious communities of all denominations, all beliefs, all creeds come together to support the world as a whole. Um, and so I, I appreciated that message. Um, um, just a really beautiful message from Charles. And with that, we are going to move on to the Belgian royals. was a important day for the Belgian royal family and the Black Lives Matter movement that has been sweeping the world. Um, so I have talked about this on the podcast before, um, but the one of the former kings of the Belgians, his name was King Leopold II. And he decided that there was an area in Africa called the Congo that he wanted to make his own. So he owned it, not the Belgians, 
Leopold owned it and profited off of the people of the Congo. And because of everything that has been going on um, with racist leaders of the world who have done atrocities to people because of their skin color are being canceled, um, to use a modern word. Um, so things are getting renamed, etc. And there have been calls for King Philippe to make some sort of statement about what his relative did. Now, he is not a direct descendant of Leopold, but he holds a position that Leopold II once held. Um, and so today was the 60th anniversary of the independence of the Congo from what was then Belgian control. So once, this is like a whole history lesson, once the, once the Belgians realized what was going on in Congo and how terrible the situation had become, um, they took control and I would like to say things got better. They didn't. Um, they maybe got a little less brutal. How's that? But I doubt it. Um, so anyway, 60 years ago, Congo became independent of the Belgian country, which is fin fantastic. Happy Independence Day, Congo. I don't know if that's what they call it. That's what I'm calling it. Um, and so to mark that occasion, Philippe sent a message. Um, so lots of that happening today, former monarchs of colonies um, reaching out to the current presidents. Um, so in Philippe's letter, he talked about him expressing regret for the atrocities done in the Congo. Now, it was not an apology. And there's some uproar. And this uproar is really all about apology versus expressing regret. He didn't apologize. He didn't say, I'm sorry. He expressed regret for the actions that essentially his long distant cousin made because he is not a direct descendant of Leopold II just because of the way the Belgian crown has passed down. I have talked about this in an episode probably back in like late March, early April. I can't remember exactly when. Um, but I talked about a history of all the royal families, including Belgium, and I talked about the Congo and Leopold II there. Um, and so... People are mad, but people are also appreciative because this is the closest that a member of the Belgian royal family has gotten to an apology thus far. 
I personally have not formed an opinion yet, honestly. And so with that, we are actually just going to go ahead and move on to the next event. Um, rather than make this super controversial and political. So um, this morning, Philippe visited Materialise, um, which is an organi- or a business that focuses on the innovation of 3D printing. Um, so Philippe was able to take a tour and saw um, some demonstrations and showcases of the work that Materialise is doing. Um, so there are some really cool things in these pictures that I think were 3D printed, including a motorcycle, which is amazing. Um, I mean, I think 3D printing is one of the coolest things in the world. Um, But the fact that there's potentially, like, motorcycle bodies, not all the pieces and components, but, like, the body was 3D printed. So cool. Um, So he did that. And then to end the day, he had a video conference with um, Belgian social entrepreneurs, which I think means, like, influencers and content creators, but I don't know, um, where they talked about the effects that COVID has had on them and their businesses. Um which is fantastic. And so that was Philippe's day, a very interesting kind of day, Um, especially when you're making all the news like CNN and, oh boy, lots of news for Philippe today. Um, And so with all of that, we are going to go ahead and move on to Denmark. While there were no new events today for Crown Princess Mary um, or any of the Danish royals, we did get a couple, and by that I mean five, um, pictures that Mary has taken um, at the summer residence of Groston Palace, um, which is where currently the Crown Prince uh, family is taking their summer vacation. Um, So they're all pictures of, like, the nature around, not of the kids or anything like that. Um, But they're beautiful pictures, and so I decided to talk about them and also share them on the website, um, just so you can see the beautifulness that is Denmark in the summer. Um, And so they have been in residence uh, at Grosten for um, just a couple of days, and then either at the end of this week or next week, I can't remember, um, Queen Margaretha will be joining them, um, and they'll spend, like, a family vacation, and then in years past, it has been then off to a private destination, um, usually out of the country, um, but it's unclear if that's happening right now, even though borders are starting to open up, um, so who knows about that, um, we might get some information, we might not, Um, But that is what was going on in Denmark. And so now we are going to move on to the Netherlands.
Salem Alexander and Queen Maxima hosted the Excellent Lunch, um, which is a lunch that they hosted for 16 people, which is less than normal um, because of social distancing guidelines. Um, and some of the attendees included like the 2019 Woman of the Year, um, Best Player in the World Championship Handball Game. By the way, I don't know if I've talked about this. <laughs> I probably have. Um, but handball is virtually soccer, but with your hands. Um, so you can't use your feet unless you're the goalie, which it's the exact opposite in soccer. Um, and I just found that fun. But one night, because COVID and quarantine, um, and also moving into my own apartment, I started watching handball. Like, it just showed up on an on a YouTube, you know, recommendation. And so I turned it on. It is my new favorite sport. I don't like sports, but I like handball a lot. <laughs> so that was really fun. And then it also included, the lunch also included like world record winners, um, basically people from the Netherlands that have made an impact in one way, shape or form over the past year on the country. Um, and so they hosted this lunch. Dress code was pretty casual. Um, and so that is what was going on in the Netherlands. There's literally like one picture of the event. It's not a great picture, um, but great event nonetheless. And I got to talk about handball, which was very exciting. Um, and so with that, we are gonna move on to Spain. Felipe presided over the graduation ceremony for the National Police Academy of Spain. Um, so this is a pretty simple ceremony. Um, I, these ceremonies kind of follow a, a, a plan, um, much like any other graduation ceremony, but because it's based in um, civil service in some way, shape, or form. Um, so it started with Felipe, Felipe's arrival. Um, he does a review of whatever um, branch of the like military or police force um, that he is presiding over for. Um, he bows to the Spanish flag. This is normal. Um, and then they get up, they start the ceremony. Uh, Felipe always hands out the diploma or whatever it is to the top student or students um, and then makes a speech. And so in Felipe's speech this year, as is a little bit different than most years, um, he talked about the role that the national police have been playing in um, the coronavirus um, state of alarm. Um, as well as commitments to the Constitution that these new police officers have. Um, I don't know if they've sworn on the Constitution, but, like, they've chosen to uphold the Constitution um, because they're a national police force, not, like, a city-by-city. City. Um, 
the laws of the land, etc. Um, and then they have a small ceremony honoring the um, fallen, um, in this case, fallen officers. Um, and then they are officially graduates. So then they do the traditional, everybody does it in the world, hat toss. Um, and so this year, everyone wore face masks. Felipe did actually hand the physical diploma, which I was surprised by, and then shook the cadet's hand, um, which is amazing. So a little bit of normalcy there, um, all good things to see. Um, and so with that, that was the day for um, Spain. They are, um, at least Felipe is going to um, an event tomorrow on the Spain-Portugal border um, that officially reopens on July 1st, which is tomorrow. Um, so that is what will be going on in Spain tomorrow. And so with that, we are gonna move on to Sweden. official events for the Swedish royal family, and that's okay, um, because there was an adorable, amazing video of Prince Daniel, Princess Estelle, and Prince Oscar um, doing something to promote Generation Pep, so they, which is an organization sponsored by the um, Crown Princess Couples Foundation, um, and so this whole video was super adorable. Um, it started out with like Estelle scrolling what looked like YouTube, so it probably was, and she found this video on Generation Pep's YouTube site that she wanted to do, and it is of someone doing a, um, like a push-up, and someone crawling underneath and jumping over. Um, and so, her dad did the push-ups and still jumped over D Prince Daniel while Prince Oscar just sat on Daniel's back. Um, Victoria is just in the back laughing, which would be me. Um, it's so cute and so whole and just so fun that it brings a light to the day and, um, made me smile so much and makes me smile a lot when I'm talking about it because it's just so perfect. Um, and so with that perfect ending, we are going to end this podcast. Um, you can check out the adorable video on the website, thedailyroyal.com. Um, and with that, I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.